Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Laugh Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me, the main man, main squeeze, head honcho, big tamale of LaughSpin.com, editor-in-chief. <laughs> the main squeeze. I like that. Dylan Godino, what's on, buddy? Uh, not too much. Not too much. There's a, there's a lot of going on in the, uh, in the comedy world. I, I, I meant to ask you before we, we hit record here. Did you, see, did you see Saturday Night Live? I did not. Okay. This week had uh, Kevin Hart hosting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had high hopes for it because. Uh, yeah, me yeah. too. How was it? It was. I mean, it was painful. It was. It was painful. I mean, they let him. Um, I guess because he's a stand-up, they they you know they let him go long on the monologue. It was basically just a stand-up bit. Right. And but it was it was awful. Like I I enjoy Kevin Hart. He basically told this really long story that had no point to it and then segued into uh another story which was also long and also had no point to it and the monologue was over and that just segued into a series of tremendously horrible sketches wow okay um <laughs> wow so so you should watch it just for the sake of Ooh. i mean maybe maybe i'm crazy i mean i've 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 heard other people say that it was a pretty bad episode. Usually, I I think like at least half of SNL is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, not so much. Was it one of those ones where I've seen it too, where they have stand-ups on, or they have guys that really don't do sketch comedy but are comedians? Um, mm-hmm. Was it one of those ones where they just didn't know how to use Kevin Hart, or or was he trying, but it just whatever was given to him just fell flat? Yeah, I don't I I don't think it was his fault. At, at all really um no i i mean this 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 sketches were just um they were just awful i mean maybe maybe they didn't know what to do with him but yeah. i mean that that would that would that would seem really odd since he is a pretty versatile guy and he's done movies right. he's done television shows he's you know it's it's not like he's it's not like he was taken straight from the stand up stage like he's He's got a lot of does, uh, experience on on camera. Does he have live TV experience though? I'm, I'm not too familiar with his. Um, I mean, no, but but I mean, not many people do. No, not no, they don't. But uh, it is, you know, for those that maybe don't know. But but then again, you would think with stand up, you know, it's kind of it's kind of that live theater feel. Um, he was fine. Uh-huh. I think he was. I think he was fine. It, it yeah. was just the the writing was was just awful. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. All right. And overall, though, I mean, this season has been more misses than hits for you. I think it's. I, I think it's been pretty steady. Really? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say uh, more. I, I would say it's about fifty fifty. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Saturday Night Live is one of those things. It's just. It's. It's, it's never going to die. It'll never will. Um. As long as long as Lauren Michaels is still around, but. Oof. That's sorry. I'm sorry about that, Kev. <laughs> was there any? I know um, he was on a couple of shows, you know, prior to. Um, yeah. And I guess did some interviews prior to about the show. Was there any kind of inclination reading between lines and stuff that he said that the stuff was just shit? No, I mean, not not that I heard. I know he was on ONA and he was on 
I guess uh, Fallon was it? Yeah. Um, but no, no, I I think uh, I think he th- he thought everything was gonna go okay. And like I said, I mean, it wasn't. It was just that the sketches were the concepts and the just just everything was just terrible. I don't know. I would love to know what uh, what our what our listeners if if you guys watched, please do uh, let us know. But that's it. I, I'm I'm done. Uh, ragging on on SNL on SNL okay well uh, yeah definitely uh, email us if you guys have a different opinion uh, for sure because I, I I didn't see it so I can't form an opinion but uh, also too you wanted to plug uh, this was great I actually read this and this is actually one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter George Wallace you had an interview with George Wallace <laughs> yeah at at Mr George Wallace he's one of the finest tweeters out there he really is it, you know it's uh it's like. You know, shout out to Jelly because peanut butter gets too much attention. You know, like all that kind of shit. Like, that's like, that's his tweets. I fucking love that shit. Um, and uh, you know who else is, you know who's number, who's George Wallace's number one fan is uh, Jay Moore. Oh, is that true? Jay Moore fucking loves George Wallace's tweets. He talks about him all the time on his podcast. It's great. It's great. I love it. So, uh, yeah, so definitely yeah. Uh, check that out. We have a really cool interview there. And the other thing I wanted to mention that's on LaughSpin.com is we have this cool contest going uh, based around the, um, the the movie 21 and Over, which is uh, written by, by the guys that wrote The Hangover. And uh, basically, it's about it's about a kid who is turning 21 and also has a medical school interview the next day. His friends uh, surprise him on campus. They go out. Shenanigans happen. The point is, we're doing a contest. We're giving away um, a, a 21 and over prize pack, which includes a bunch of stuff uh, like a drinking games book, uh, an ice luge mold. Uh, uh, a beer cozy 21 and over signed poster the hangover dvd a bunch of stuff um so what we're asking people to do and you could go to lastman.com um and uh you know take your time and, and and read all the info about it but uh basically you email us at contest at laughspin.com and we're asking people to write in with um a, the, the, a story about the worst thing they ever did while they were drunk so mm. you do that at, at contest at laughspin.com we've already gotten uh a, a a very good amount of entries interestingly enough almost all of them female really yeah wow that is something else i'd love to read some of those and if you if you may <laughs> yeah maybe next week we'll uh we'll we'll definitely read the winner next week awesome uh the ice luge mold enough is enough for me to uh, enter this contest <laughs> that's awesome ice luge mold i wonder what the, what is what's it a mold of is it just like a regular I don't, just like this little little slip inside action or i don't know i i, I don't know damn i honestly i honestly don't know I want an ice luge mold. Oh, wow. All right. Contest at laughspin.com. Tell us your drunk stories, folks, and win a bunch of stuff, including an ice luge mold that I will steal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to some cool news. That's good news. Comedy news. This is great. I saw this. This hit the web uh, earlier in the week. Aisha Tyler set to host a revamped version of Whose Line Is It Anyway? I also heard that the 
uh, full cast. The old cast is back, but with now with Aisha Tyler replacing Drew Carey, which is you can't go from one end of the spectrum to the other <laughs> to the other <laughs> by going to those two. Um, what are you saying? Are you are you implying that Drew Carey is not a a gorgeous six foot tall black woman? <laughs> no, not a, I. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. He can be whatever he wants to when he grows up, Dylan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, is, is that right? The, the original cast back, including Mr. W- Wayne Brady himself. Yeah. Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles. They're, they're all coming back. It's going to be on the CW. Uh, they're doing 10 episodes, which is going to premiere this summer. It sounds like it's going to be pretty much the same format. And, uh, yeah. And, and instead of Drew Carey, uh, you should Tyler's hosting it. So I am, I am looking forward to this. Nice. Um, that, it's just funny because Ryan Styles, Colin Mockery, and Wayne Brady, those are kind of like the staples. And then that fourth one kind of, kind of, he was, he was like the curly in Three Stooges. Like he just kind of <laughs> turned from champ into, like, Greg, yeah. it was, wasn't Greg Proops there for a while? Greg, Greg Proops was uh, there for a very long time. But then Who's kinda, the, there was some other That guys. other guy is um, Brad Sherwood, I think his name was. Brad Sherwood. Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, but there's a, there was a, yeah, there was a bunch of them. Um, and then when, Drew Carey then brought it to ABC. Uh, he would put people like Robin Williams in it. I think wasn't Robin Williams in it. For yeah. A well, it was already, it was always on ABC, but then it went to ABC Family. Is that what it was? I thought it went the other way around. I thought Comedy Central had it first, and then it went to ABC. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm thinking of no. You know what? I'm thinking of that's the, the British, British version. One. Yeah, the British the- version. That's right. The original version was British, and then Comedy Central then, I guess, bought the rights to air some of those episodes on Comedy Central. Right. And then Drew Carey launched the American version. Right. Uh, and I think you're getting confused because both Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery were, were on the British version as well. That's what it is. Yep. 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 That's exactly right. Uh, so cool. That's awesome. Aisha Tyler, and I, she's, I guess, just going to add her own little flair to it, and it's going to be great on CW. Oh, and by the way, yeah. uh, I don't know if you know this, but Archer was re-upped for uh, a fifth season. Yes, it's been mm-hmm. fantastic. And you know what? You know what it's made me do, uh, which I, I absolutely love, is now is I've gone back and I've watched the very short-lived uh, John Benjamin has a van mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's fucking yeah. great. It just makes it just it now makes me oh, laugh is, even harder. Is that on Netflix? It is. It is. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and that's but that, that's awesome about Archer. I've, I've been loving this season. This season's been great. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Speaking of, speaking of Netflix, this is a good segue into uh, our next bit about Louis C.K. His oh, make uh, it live, happen. His nice. live at the Beacon Theater is uh, now available to stream on Netflix. Cool. Very very cool. Um, but more importantly, uh, the Louis C.K. HBO special that he had talked about uh, a few months ago. It now has a name and a premiere date. That name, it's called Oh My God. <laughs> and it's premiering April 13th at 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO. And that's really all you need to know. Cool, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, the Beacon Theater show was great. And if you can get that on Netflix, get it. And uh, if you don't have HBO, get it because April 13th, it's here. It's almost here. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sort of at, uh, I don't have HBO at, at this moment, but uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll go to somebody's, I'll go to somebody's house. I'll give you my uh, HBO Go password. How about it? Ooh. How about it? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, Kevin Home Box Office can't stop me from doing that. <laughs> right? That's the guy who runs it, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's him. Right. 
Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy's hosting CBS's summer baking competition reality. What the hell? Is it? Is it? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do you hate baked goods? <laughs> Because there's eight fucking cupcake shows. There's seventeen. You know who can who who can roll the 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 best fucking egg roll. Like what? Who gives a shit? What is this? You know, what what's happening? You know what? You know, what? Right you know what? If people, it doesn't matter. I I I, th- I thought the same way about uh porno many for of these fat people reality uh, reality series, but I guess there's still a market for it. What is this? Uh, what what is Jeff Fox really doing? He's making something so, British, terrible and, and American hickish, like stereotypical, like so the rest of the world can look at us and go, ah, oh, they're dumb fat hicks. Is that what it is? Prob- probably, <laughs> most likely. So it's it's yeah, Great. CBS uh CBS is launching the American baking competition. Uh and uh it's it's got uh yeah, it's it's a it's a playoff of uh the uh, the original show, the Great British Bake Off. Uh the show is premiering uh, Wednesday, May 29th on CBS. And yeah, so it's basically a, a baking competition that Jeff Foxworthy is, is hosting. You, you probably know he's also hosting uh, uh, that Bible game show on, on, the, on the Game Show Network, which is inc- <laughs> incredibly popular. <laughs> what is it? What is the... What is the... <laughs> it's... it's it's exactly what it is. Oh my God, you're dying. Look at you. Is he? Yeah. He holds up the little cue card. He looks into the contestant's eyes and he goes, Luke 416. And then they're going to buzz in and tell you what it is. That's it. Are, That's get it. the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. I don't know. Honestly, I never, I never watched it. I never, it's going to surprise you, but I never watched the Bible game show on, on GSN. <laughs> this is, like, uh, this, I, I, is lightning round just like, just God taking out one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was terrible. Sorry. It's bi- it's Bible uh, it's Bible trivia. As far as I know, it's he wow. asks questions bi- uh, about the Bible and and the winners uh, win. And this this is this is my favorite part. Oh, no. But they I mean, in their in their in their defense, it's the only way they they could do it. Yeah. But the winners they win money, but it goes to charity. <sighs> it's like it's like the it's like the Catholic Church. It's like. <laughs> They swindle money, and then they like it's like you just give your you just give your time and energy and passion to something, and then the, everybody else just reaps reaps the the, the rewards. You well, know, gr- granted, the people reaping the uh, you know rewards are uh, are you know hopefully places that 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 need uh, money and stuff. The other is other Catholics. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Oh boy! All right. Well, there so, you go. So I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, congratulations, Jeff Fox. Congratulations. This it actually this. I'm sorry, but this show sounds like it's actually a a joke that somebody wrote in a very bad script. Yeah. All right. Whatever. So you won't be tuning in on. Uh, oh, I'll be watching every episode. on May 29th. It's on my DVR <laughs> number one right now. As a matter of fact, it's right. <laughs> Right below the Bachelor juggling competition and that Hollywood is diving show that's coming out. Did you see oh, that? Oh, right. The, the Hollywood diving what show. What the fuck is that about? Now, everybody's doing something. Why does there have to that's be a reality right. show or a celebrity contest for people doing things? Like, doing I'm just, things. I, I'm just going to start recording a video of me doing, of us doing the podcast and make it a reality show. We should. Because that's and what... Then we, we, could, we could just fight. Like I could call your wife a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. You could, 
Yeah, <laughs> and we'll just fight and stuff. Speaking of podcasts being turned into shows, here's a great segue right there into Mark Maron. Nice. Um, you have some audio to play here. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm referring to Mark Maron's uh, show. It's just called Maron, right? It's coming on IFC? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I actually, you know, and this and this pains me, but yeah. I I know I know when it's premiering, but I'm I'm not allowed to say. Okay, no problem. That's okay. We're not gonna force it out of you. Don't worry about it. It'll be here soon enough, folks. There's there's some there's sometimes surprises are good in this world. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, here's a little bit of a surprise. Uh, this is some audio from 1980. Uh, Mark Marin, who looks like a cross between uh, Fisher Stevens and uh, Mitch Hedberg. Which is, yeah. Which what is, about Getty Lee? Yeah, oh yeah, a little definitely a little Getty Lee in there. Wow, holy shit! <laughs> and he sounds so different. He does. I don't know when exactly this is from, but it's it's from the 1980s, as as he references in this clip. But I just thought it would be. I just thought it was interesting. I want people to like listen to his voice, and also it's kind of like a little time capsule based on uh, some of the things he's talking about. All right, cool. Here you go. Yeah, but this is the 80s. This is the day and age. Like, just say no to drugs. If you have sex, you can die. If you drink and drive, you get just short of the electric chair. You can't smoke in most public places anymore. Self-destruction is not what it used to be, folks. (laughs) Jesus Christ, if you go out on a date, have a couple of drinks, drive home, and get laid, you're living on the edge, man. If you have a couple of cigarettes afterwards, maybe you have a problem. God. I tell you, five years down the road, it's going to be so boring in this country. You're going to see people standing on street corners going, no, just wait till that truck gets a little closer. (laughs) Then we'll cross. (laughs) It's like, I'm a rebel. I'm an outlaw. I drive without my (laughs) seatbelt. Whoa, shit. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, the Surgeon General released a report that cigarette smoking is an addictive drug like those of us who smoked didn't fucking know that, thank you very much. <laughs> How many smokers we got out there, what? Hey, y'all, y'all diehard smokers, like, no matter what, no matter, even if you get those lung whistles in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you should try and get mine to play along with records. I think that's the best approach. Okay. I could do Mary Had a Little Lamb. Smokers are funny because we're in chronic pain all the time, yet if someone comes up to us and says, why do you smoke? You know it's bad for you. We could be coughing up blood. It'd be like, because I fucking enjoy it. Thank you very much. They'll probably outlaw cigarettes in the next few years. Can you imagine that? Five years down the line, buying your cigarettes like you buy drugs now? Like, yeah, dude, you got any? Oh, shit. You only got merits? You got Camel Straits coming next week? Save me some, man. Imagine the call from jail. It's like, yeah, I'm busted. They got me. I'm in jail. They caught me with a half a pack of Luckies. <laughs> They're trying to nail me on possession of matches, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Don't play with fire. Wow. Yeah. That is... Uh, he did kind of predict the future with that. Damn. And yeah, he really did. Very 80s. My my favorite part of this whole uh, clip, which you can see on LastBin.com, is the cutaways to the audience members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was cracking up at. Dylan's looking at me as I'm cracking up on the video. <laughs> I, the the guy with the the glasses that looked like tabletops, they, look, they were amazing. <laughs> these aviator regular glasses. 
whole and they had like a blue tint to them which was um, which was incredible too yeah. and the, the then the the one guy with the fade haircut he had also like the kid and play <laughs> fade haircut oh man just classic awesome so there's a little treat for you some mark Barron audio dan cook is going to be the voice lead character in uh the disney's disney's upcoming movie planes which is you know lazy writing if i'm if you if i may say so myself it's like ooh, cars did really well what's next planes you know Jesus. Well, I mean, uh, listen, buddy, it's a it's a business. Yeah. It's a business. So is pla- are the planes going to be living in the same world that the cars are living in? I don't uh that's a good question. I don't I don't think so. It's uh, the film is about um uh the, the the main character is Dusty. That's who Dane Cook is voicing. Dusty. Of course he is. Uh, it's a crop dusting <laughs> plane, right? <laughs> right? I don't Probably I don't know. May- maybe. I think he does some carpet bombing as well. <laughs> Later, just drop an Agent Orange. He's just yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's just not what everybody expects. It's just a terrible fucking Disney movie, just about planes just killing everyone with Disney faces. <laughs> just carpet bombing, just bombing Mid East and and just children. <laughs> There's another character in this movie called Donnie the Drone. <laughs> It's um he's emotionless. He just doesn't <laughs> care. He's killing he's just slaughtering other <laughs> oh, this would be a great movie. Right. Anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> so I don't I, I don't know. You know, may, maybe all the things you're saying are will come to light in this movie planes, but uh I somehow uh don't don't think so. So it's it's it centers around Dusty who, uh, despite his build, wants to become a champion racer, and so to that end, Dusty joins forces with an experienced plane in hopes of taking on the race circuit champion. So, question, do they do, do they ever have, like, time on the ground? Like, how do they... What do they Dude, do? I don't know. You act like I watched this movie. It's it's not... It's you not have kids, August damn it. 9th. No, all of them already. <laughs> <laughs> I should I so so since I have two kids I should I should know immediately uh, from front to back a movie yeah. that's not has not even been finished being made yet I guess <laughs> um, so that's it so uh, Dane Cook I mean it's a it's a big gig for him so congrats congrats to him really it's a it's yeah, a 3D it movie it's a 3D movie um, it's going to be out in theaters August 9th. there is a if you're interested there's a, a teaser video on laughspin.com that you can check out you can make 80 murphy money doing that shit hell yeah yeah dude um here's here's a great piece of uh info here harrison ford harrison ford you say joining Mm -hmm. the anchorman sequel what indeed yeah he's uh he's reportedly uh uh, gonna play a legendary newsman who's being compared to tom brokaw oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's not a whole bunch of information out uh on it, but the but pictures did surface with um uh you know, him on set. He's got his hair dyed black. Uh so he's he's got the the whole uh 70s. Is that when it it took place in the 70s, yes, right? Yes, Anchorman, yes. yeah. So he's got that whole um 70s uh, Anchorman feel. So oh, Yeah, he joins uh the original cast as everyone knows and and Kristen Wiig. Uh, which uh, she joined the cast a few weeks ago. That's awesome. That is so cool. I wonder if he's going to play it comedy-wise the way Liam Neeson did comedy with, uh, what was that What was that show? Um, Life's Too uh, Short. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. That was, 
that was, that was a great scene. Brilliant. Loved it. I wonder if it's going to be was, kinda, that kind of comedy from Harrison Ford. Because I really don't see him <laughs> being like a slapstick guy. No. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Chris Rock is going to be starring as a struggle, struggling comedian in a, show, in a movie titled Finally Famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, this, sounds, this sounds very familiar, sir. It, re- it, it really does. Yeah. Could it be that Chris Rock is, uh, because he's playing a comedian and he is a comedian? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so uh, he is, yeah, like you said, the movie's called Finally Famous. Uh, he's going to be playing a character named Andre Allen, who is a comedian turned movie star. And uh, his character is kind of... Uh, he's become disenfranchised with his career. Mm. Uh, he's been kind of gliding along, not really trying, just cashing in on the fact that he's, you know, a, a big time star. So this movie is about this guy, Andre Allen, who uh, promises himself that he's going to turn his cushy career into something uh, more challenging. He's going to reinvent himself and become a serious actor. Hmm. So that's what this movie, he wrote the script and uh, he's going to be starring, and um, they're not going to be filming until June. They're still they're still actually casting this, so wow. you might want to throw your, your your hat into the ring. They're looking for uh, two female leads. Okay, I can do that. So you can do that, and uh, I can do both. And they're looking they're looking for. Um, I think they're look, also looking for like a giant uh, bodyguard hmm. type. So you can do that too. Yeah, I just got to do a couple push ups. I'm good. We can pull it off. We can pull it off. <laughs> I cast young, but I look old. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So sure, it works sure. Out. Um, so, all right. Way to go, Chris. Uh, is this? Does this sound like it's going to be more comedy, more drama? Is this going to be like a Judd Apatow thing where it's funny in the first and then serious in the end? Or yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I feel like it's going to be. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be a comedy. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but I I don't think it's going to be uh, you know like a like an Adam like an Adam Sandler type of deal. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of Adam Sandler, I know you're you're probably upset to hear this, but uh, in the sequel to that movie that I didn't watch, what was it called? Uh, uh, with Ke- with Kevin Smith and Rob Schneider and Chris Rock and the hell's it? With who? Wow, Kev- Kevin Smith. Did you say Kevin Smith? Did I say Kevin Smith? Kevin. Kevin. J- Kevin James. Kevin James. Thank you. Are you talking about uh, Grown Ups? Yeah, Grown Ups too. So Rob, so Rob Schneider's out and Nick Swartzen in. Serious? Yeah, that's just a little side note. That wasn't even on our list. Ooh, look at that! Look at that deviating from the script. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Fox renewing its Tuesday night comedies. Wow, this is uh, this is big news. The Mindy Project from uh, Mindy Kaling. You know from The Office, New Girl, yeah. Zoe Deschanel, Raising Hope. Um, these are all these are all back, all back. Yeah. No casualties. So that's no. pretty that's pretty good news for for Fox, especially with some of the other uh, networks struggling to kind of find their niche. Um, Fox renewing an entire uh, entire night's lineup. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, speaking speaking of the other networks, have you did you watch the the latest episode of Community by any chance? I did. Yes. That was the. Um, which one was that? That was the. Uh, it was like kind of like Germ like the Germans with the Germans or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Saw it. I was waiting for you to de- to de- to describe it without me baiting you. So here 
Um, the only the only thing that I really loved about this yeah. episode was um, uh, Allison Brie and Lederhosen. Not Gillian Jacobs? Gillian Jacobs, too, but Allison Brie was in a little outfit that was... Mm, yeah, it was nice. Good stuff, good stuff. It was anyway, nice. What, what about you Shirley? You don't think Shirley looked good? I think she looked I, good. She does look I think good. She's, I think she's a pretty gal. Yeah, they're all pretty gals. Um, so this is what I was going to say about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we recap uh, our, our community recapper, Carla Susenko, mm. uh, recaps community every week on Laugh Spin. And she is the only one that I can tell who mentioned the fact that the show, that, that the episode was about the Holocaust. Yeah. Yes, it was. Why, why is nobody talking about this? In, in, in an era where everybody is it was, su- super um, sensitive about yeah. you know, calling Quavengine a cunt right. uh, satirically, and, 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 I, and I don't, I'm not saying I'm offended, and Carla is Jewish, and she, you know, she, wasn't, you know, she wasn't like she was saying anything bad about it, mm. but nobody has pointed out the fact that the, the entire episode was about the Holocaust, not World War II, yeah. um, but the Holocaust specifically. Did, um, and nobody is, nobody's mentioned this. No, all. I mean, it is, uh, as we record this, it is Tuesday evening. I have not seen one respected blog or publication say anything about the Holocaust. So the, let me ask the, Yeah. I was going to ask you this. Was Okay, now looking back on it, though, when you watched it for the first time, was there anything glaring that you could go, yeah, that's a big red flag right there? Yes. Okay, what? Shirley, Shirley has an SS badge. Right. Okay, that's that I, one. That I knew, right? N- Number t- number two, they call Jeff Hitler. Number three, okay, um, they get gassed in a small dark study room that they were forced to go into. They were gassed. Oh, that's right. Poisonous gas comes out of the vent. That's right. Okay, so I mean, it, that, it's just. Okay. That one it's, was that one was big. The other two you could say were almost coincidental, and they were just kind of like goofing, almost. What Hogan's Heroes? The, the SS badge? Yeah, that was a that was a joke. That whole yeah, thing it, was a, that whole thing a, was a joke. That was kind of like a goofy like, oh, I forgot I wore this shirt. Joke. It wasn't a. I don't think that was like a big thing. Like she didn't have a fucking Michael Jordan mustache. Notice I called it Michael Jordan mustache, not a Hitler mustache, because he, oh. he brought it back. <laughs> oh, I see what <laughs> you're Michael saying. Jordan you're you're, it you're saying it was it was subtle, but it, yeah. nonetheless, it was it, it it obviously obviously was a reference to the Holocaust. Right. It was it, oh, okay. Gotcha. It was subtle enough where it you didn't it it glazed you. It washed over me. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, okay, great, whatever. Like it just kind of washed over me. I didn't really see it as wow, that's wow, because it wasn't because it was the other thing too was it was her logo. It wasn't right. the actual. You know what I mean? It was just two S's. It wasn't the it wasn't the actual S's in that jagged font. You know or anything. Well, right, right, sure, sure. So I mean, I I I don't know. I just I just think it's it's incredibly odd it is incredibly odd that nobody's mentioning it a i i don't know if that means was it too was it too clever for its own good or i mean it it it, it wasn't subtle it was not subtle at all i don't th- yeah i yeah but i i don't know man i don't i'm not sure that's weird because i because honestly i didn't think about it until it until uh she mentioned it 
as well as you know you bring it up again i totally forgot about it that's the other thing too she mentioned it and i was like oh yeah that's kind of and then just completely deleted it from my memory it's so weird it's so weird i don't know i'm i would love uh Uh, If anybody has any thoughts on this, definitely leave a comment on SoundCloud or email me at Dylan at LaughSpin.com because I I just don't understand why nobody... And like I said, I'm not not complaining, Mm. but, uh, you know, in, in in an era where everybody is super sensitive, I find it so hard to believe that nobody brought up the fact that community based an entire episode on the Holocaust. <laughs> I don't know. It, question. D- yes. Dan, Dan Harmon had nothing to do with these whatsoever. These episodes. No. Okay. Uh, Cause I was, I was wondering if maybe as you were talking about it, I was wondering if maybe like this was one of the last ones he maybe had a hand in before things went really sa- sour. So he decided to just so. be like, guess what? I'm just going to go fuck everybody. And no. Write, and base an episode on. Holocaust. I don't think so. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Who? Yeah. I don't wonder who the writers are now with that whole shit. That's crazy. Anyways. All right. Well, uh, here's some interesting news that uh, came across the wire and 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 kind of uh, hit sites a couple of days ago. <clears throat> There's a report going around, a rumor going around, really, that uh, Jimmy Fallon's going to be replacing Jay Leno on the Tonight Show in 2014. Apparently, if Jay leaves. So is that? <laughs> is that what do, you mean if, what do you mean if jay leaves I, you know he just he may <laughs> want to stick around a little bit more he may want to come back in a couple of months you know yeah yeah he's gonna take a vacation yeah, I, could, I could i could see how you might might assume that um yeah so the hollywood reporter um reported that two industry insiders and this is why i i sort of believe it uh because the hollywood reporter would not um you know put their balls out like this if, if they didn't have some really good sources. So they, they quote, pardon me, two high level industry insiders who basically say that in May, this May, NBC is going to going to announce its plans to replace Jay Leno with Jimmy Fallon starting in 2014. That's a bad move already. I'll tell you that right now. The plan, uh, according to the report is to uh, move Fallon into that slot in the summer of, of 2014, and then it, it would that would be kind of like the soft launch uh, of the show, and then the official premiere would be in that fall. Why is that a bad idea? Go. Bad idea because you give people a year, and you give all of these rags out there to a year to fucking talk about this and scrutinize every move that Fallon makes now on a show. And is this the guy we want running the tonight show and blah, 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 blah. You shouldn't, Leno shouldn't even be announcing he's retired. If he's, if he's taking it over in, uh, the summer of 2014, he shouldn't Mm. even be mentioning that he's retiring until the end of the spring. And then the, and then at the last possible second, they say, Oh, by the way, Jimmy Fallon set to retire, set to take over. Right. They should not give them any time because that was, I think that was the problem. That was half the problem with Conan. It was like, it's, you know, only a couple more weeks. Here we go. Conan's taking over. Canada. And it was just kind of like on and on and on. And what's it going to be like? You know, you know, what's his camp saying? Blah, blah, blah. There's right. all this high speculation for the Tonight Show, which, you know, I'm sorry. It's not like he's, it's, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's Leno, but it's, it's not, he's not replacing Carson. You know, if it was, Carson, it's, it's not like the next guy who took the desk after Cronkite left. 
You know what I mean? Right. It's not really a pioneer. It's an it's another talk show host that's taking over for an an, an another talk show host. Yeah, Leno's of um, a trailblazer in his own way, but it's I, I don't think you give them that that much opportunity to mull it over. And when I mean they, I mean the mainstream media. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think you make a good point. I mean, with Conan, I mean they knew. Didn't they make the announcement like four years ahead of time? They said on yeah. um, yeah. such and such a you know that that was going to be the deal. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And not only that too, you give somebody like like Kimmel, who is uh, you know is killing it in his own in his own right. You give yeah. him a year to prepare. You know, right. and, and, a, and a year to, to really now, okay, now he can make a move. Because anytime any of, I think it, that's the other thing too, anytime any of these guys steps down, it's already, it's like, you know, it's like un, unplugging a valve or something. You just, all this water just rushes in. Like, okay, who can take all that, who can take all that audience? You know, right. quickly, quickly, quickly. Take, you know, take as much as you can. So Kimmel's going to, I think Kimmel's going to jump at that too. So, I mean, Fallon does a good job. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like his show. It's actually really, it's actually gotten really good. Um, in the beginning, I, I didn't give it much of a chance, but he's gotten really, really good. Um, is A.D. Miles still the head writer there? I don't know. That's a very good question. I actually I actually met him, uh, A.D. Miles, like, I think three days before he started his first day at Fallon. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, what are you up to now? He's like, oh, yeah, I just, I'm starting up with uh, Jimmy Fallon show. I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> know if he's still the head writer, but he's funny as hell, that guy. Yeah, he's a talent. All right, we got more audio from yes. uh, Sarah Silverman on Joan Rivers' web talk show, In Bed with Joan Rivers, which I didn't know this existed, <laughs> and I want to watch every episode now. It's um, so it, This is the first episode. It's a 25-minute it's a long uh, episode they're going to do uh, every week. Basically, uh-huh. this was... Um, I don't know how many of our of, of our listeners watch uh, the Joan Rivers reality show on on WeTV, but there's a storyline in there where she wants to launch her own uh, reality television show, or, or not reality television show, her own uh, web show, mm. and this is kind of what, what what came out of it. So yeah, like you said, it's called In Bed with Joan Rivers, and it's basically her just having like a 20 minute chat with uh, well known comedians and the like. And uh, the first episode was in Sa- uh, with Sarah Silverman, and I wanted to play this clip wherein. Uh, both Joan and Sarah Silverman uh, talk about a time that they sort of got in trouble with a joke they told. I know that. Okay. Have you ever gotten in trouble with your jokes? For example, I was in London and I did a talk show. I think it's called The Women or The, the, the Talk. As I, and I, they asked what I thought of Russell Crowe. And I said, I get ready to bleep. He's a mean son of a bitch. And we went to commercial. And two security guards came onto the stage in the middle of the show with the audience, with the audience, and took me and escorted me out of the, escorted me right off the BBC premises. Wow. What? Why? Because I said, son of a bitch, and I've never been invited back on that show. But it made headlines, so it was good. My show was packed Mm. from then on. (laughs) But have you ever had that? But they literally took me out of the building. Yeah, I had a, um, I remember I did, like, um, a show at the Nokia in New York, and it was, like, for an MTV crowd, and I I had a whole bit about how everyone thinks Martin Luther King is so great, but they don't, I don't even remember it, but it's, like, 
They don't know the bad things. He was he um, he was littered. He was you know like and it was obviously ridiculous. And it was a mostly black crowd, but it was teenagers. And when I was that age, I was very PC too. Like I didn't I couldn't distinguish. And um, they booed me like off the stage. And then Eddie Griffin, who's a comedian, was like, "You were great. I you know they didn't get it." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Oh, that means so much to me because he's like really huge comic, especially in the black community, and uh, or African American community." Black works. Black works. Thank you. <laughs> we have a very talkative audience. Hey, do you know um, what do they call? What do you call a black person who flies a plane? What? A pilot, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he defended me, was so great backstage, and then he went to do his set, and I go, you know what, I'm gonna go into the audience and watch him, and he completely sold me out on stage. It was like, oh, this Jewish girl can say stuff about us, but I and, and everyone was like, wow, and I was like, Oh my God, Eddie! <laughs> like he was on my side and, and backstage, but it was hilarious. Wow, that's that's a cool story and uh, and, a, and a definitely a cool concept. What, what's the? Have you watched this whole thing? I'm I'm gonna watch this as soon as we're done. I have I before before we started recording, I watched the entire thing. It was so, pretty cool. So what's the setup here? It's it's her talking. You know, they they're in the bed and they're they're just kind of gabbing for for 25 minutes. But then there's like people like sitting next to them. Who are those people? <laughs> I think it's just Jones like uh, staff and and friends. Uh-huh. Uh, Melissa's. Yeah, Melissa, her her daughter's sort of the producer, so she was there. Okay, and there was like three or four other people there that I I, I assume I they don't really explain it. I assume it's just uh, kind of uh, her. I think one of them uh, is the is her assistant, and there's I don't know maybe a, another friend or another staff member. But yeah, I mean that's basically it. What what you saw, mm. uh, and 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 you'll you could watch the entire thing on uh, Laughsman dot com. It's there, but basically. In the in the very beginning, uh, it, you know, it says "Welcome to the show." And then Joan says, "Who's my guest? Who's coming out of the closet today?" And there, and the guest come literally comes out of her her, clo- her clothes closet and <laughs> and and sits sits in the bed, and they just have uh, they just have a talk. That's it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I got, I, I want to watch this immediately. That's great. Oh, this is cool. John Stewart's taken off 12 weeks from The Daily Show. He's directing his first movie. John Oliver, the longtime Daily Show correspondent, is going to be taking his place during that time. What's about what's going on with this movie that uh, John's he's directing a movie for the first time? Yeah, this is this is this is cool. It's a drama. It's called Rosewater and it's based on the memoir titled And Then They Came For Me, A Family Story of Love, Captivity and Survival. Uh, which was written. It's it's basically the life story of uh, this this uh, Iranian Canadian uh, news reporter uh, named Maziar Bahari, who has appeared on the Daily Show a few times. Mm. Uh, basically, what had happened is he left to go cover the uh, the presidential election in in Iran uh, in 2009, and he ended up getting imprisoned uh, for like three or four months, and uh, the Iranian government just brutally interrogated him that entire time. So uh, he the, the book kind of came out of that, but it's about his whole story, and uh, John Stewart kind of formed a friendship with this guy, and he's, yeah, he's making a movie. It's called Rosewater. And uh, it's going to start filming in June, and he's going to be gone for 12 weeks. Wow. Wow, that's cool. Well, it's, uh, 
It's a hell of a f uh, first shot out of the box, too, to direct a, a kind of a heavy, heavy subject like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's not fucking around. No, seriously. Good luck to John. Yeah. And good, and good luck to Mr. Oliver, because that's, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm I'm actually really excited. I mean, some of the some of the comments we've gotten on uh, the Laughspin Facebook page and and on Laughspin uh, dot com, uh, you know, some people. That, I mean, basically every <laughs> most people are like, "Yay, boo!" because they're <laughs> they're so happy for John, mm. uh, and they're looking forward to to him branching out. But at the same time, they they they're they're going to miss him on the Daily Show. But who, fucking, I love John Oliver. John, he's going to be great. I think so too. His his uh, his actual stand up comedy relates very well to that kind of host. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. That that host candor and that host uh, uh, cadence, you know. So it's it's going to be. It, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be very good. Louis Black, Ted Alexandro, Judah Freelander, and more team up for Teachers Lounge, which uh, I guess is now going to be a, a TV series. It was supposed to be a web series, but now it's. Well, there's yeah, they're they're in they're in the midst of shopping it for a television series. If it doesn't get picked up, I'm sure it'll become a uh, a pretty boss uh, web series. Um, yeah, it's it's called Teachers Lounge, and Ted and his longtime writing partner, creative partner Hollis James, created it. They basically play best friends who work in a school. Hollis James is a janitor. Ted Alexander is a music teacher, which he was a music teacher in real life. Mm. Uh, and uh, they basically, uh, in order to kind of uh, survive the, 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 the boredom of their, of their jobs and their lives, they just hang out in the teacher's lounge. And Louis Black plays the, uh, the principal. Janine Garofalo is the, uh, the, 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 the loudspeaker announcer. <laughs> and uh, who else is? Oh, Judah Freelander, like you said. And Judy Gold plays uh, the, the gym teacher, uh, naturally. Of course, naturally. of course. <laughs> and uh yeah i think oh there's a little teaser on uh laughspin.com that you can um check out but um yeah i just thought i'd I thought thought we'd mention it i'm a huge fan of ted and, and lewis so uh hopefully this goes someplace lewis black i think is the first person ever to be typecast as a school principal uh you just pick because <laughs> it wasn't an accepted right was in that movie accepted he was like yep. the dean but yeah, he like became yeah. the dean of the college but he was actually an out-of-work english professor or something <laughs> yeah he, he just if you need a principal and you need to be angry and wacky you get lewis black you get lewis black <laughs> who would you but, rather have as a principal lewis black or or edward rooney um i would say lewis black only because i i would prefer my principals not to look at kitty porn <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's right! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, little Jeffrey Jones got a little trouble. Woo Hard drive. Whoops. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> I was doing research for a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're rounding third and heading for home right here. We have a track to play. What is this? Hang the Pope by Nuclear. This is what is this? This is just. This is just. I, hey, listen. I, I want to have. A, I'm trying to have a little fun, Mike. <laughs> Uh, so this is what this is a band that I grew up listening to. This is from uh, Nuclear Assault's first album uh, called Game Over. Came out in 1986, and in honor of Pope Benedict officially stepping down, mm -hmm. I thought we'd play this track titled "Hang the Pope." Here it is. <laughs>
And that's our show. <laughs> did he just say, keep saying Moneyball? No. Sounds like you're saying Moneyball. No. I, I did not understand one lyric. Give me one lyric. Hang the Pope, hang the Pope, hang the Pope. Oh, uh, that's what he kept I, saying? Yeah. I don't know all the words. All right, dude. Well, there you go. Here's Dylan's music pick for the week. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to email me, I'm at Dylan at Laughspin.com, D-Y-L-A-N at Laughspin.com. We're on the Tumblr. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Twitter at Laughspin.com. Uh, so please do follow us and, and get your ass to Laughspin.com. Yeah, dude. Good place. Good place to be. I am, uh, I'm on MastersofNone.com, which is my other podcast that I have, Masters of None. I appreciate you listening to that, and uh, I appreciate you listening to us here. All AllThingsComedy.com, SoundCloud.com. We are all over the place. We are just uh, just taking the world by storm, I guess. Or at least we have the market cornered on the uh, Pope songs, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Only podcast with Pope songs. Nothing but Pope songs. Uh, we will be back next week, though, for another episode of Last Minute Podcast. We will see you. Bye.